0: Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology, and community. And here's your host, Darren Duke. This Week in Lotus,
1: Episode 9 Lotus Protector and MW Lug, and also 852. When's it coming to you?
0: This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Moo.com, the home of the finest custom business cards, mini cards, postcards, and much more. For more information and for details of exclusive promotional offers, browse to thisweekinlotus.com. Moo
1: Everybody, my name is Darren Duke and I am one of the co-hosts for This Week in Lotus. This week, Stuart McIntyre is out on vacation and at weddings and stuff. Um, so this week we have a guest host. Um, pe- some people may know her. It is Lisa Duke. I know her very well. Yeah, uh, She is my wife, so it's very easy to go get a guest host when you live in the same house. So Lisa, welcome to the guest development slot of This Week in Lotus. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. It's a little early here, but um, not as early as it is for some of the other guests, so I will have my coffee and wake up towards the end of the call.
1: <laughs> That's right. Now, now you know what I've got to do every week. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell us a bit about yourself for the people who don't know you, but listen to Twelve.
2: Well, I'm the Business de- Development Manager for Simplified Technology Solutions, and that means that I really lead the sales and the marketing efforts for the company. As part of that, I um, am a big contributor for Tips Into, <clears throat> which is a website that hosts free two-minute or shorter training videos for users of the Lotus products, so that's something that we support. And I also do a lot of behind-the-scenes promotion for some of the user groups in the Southeast that meet quarterly, including Atlanta, Chattanooga, Nashville, and Tennessee, and then Greenville, South Carolina. So that keeps me pretty busy.
1: Fantastic. Hopefully we'll... Uh, the, the, I know you very well, um, hopefully some of the listeners will, will pick up over the next couple of weeks while Stuart's out, and we can make you famous.
2: Yeah, you should know me pretty well, I don't know <laughs> if you do, but...
1: So, so <laughs> oh, 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 and I'll apologize in advance, A, Stuart's not here, so the production quality is going to be abysmal, and B, me and Lisa are going to fight like cats and dogs, because <laughs> we have met. But that notwithstanding, I'd like to welcome this week's guest. Uh, the first guest is is Sean Brown from IBM. Good morning, Sean, how are you? good morning
3: thanks to having me on
1: uh, our pleasure um, Sean is the product manager of the Lotus protector family of security products at IBM so Sean do you want to elaborate a bit on that and, and, and try and keep it out of non IBM speak please <laughs> sure no problem yeah um,
3: well I mean essentially uh, I'm,
1: I'm the I'm the guy that's responsible for the
3: protector uh, security product line so uh, the uh, the two offerings we have out there today of the mail security product and the mail encryption offerings uh, you know I'm responsible for uh, for for bringing those to market, uh, you know, making sure that they are products that meet our customers' needs, understanding, uh, you know, how we can uh, leverage existing Lotus platforms in a better way to, uh, to secure collaboration out to the Internet, essentially.
2: And when you say secure collaboration, that's IBM mm-hmm. speak for uh, email, virus prevention, and content screening and encryption, correct?
3: That's Correct.
2: <laughs> I need we, we, a little buzzer here If there's anything that's too buzzery like, we, Try again
1: and, <laughs> and, and and our next guest Is actually a, a, a pretty well-timed guest it, It's Richard Moy of uh, Is it Taishan Works, and Is that how you pronounce it, Richard?
4: Yeah, correct
1: and he is—he's been around Notes almost as long as I have, if not longer. I've been around since '93, and I know Richard's been around the Notes Domino World for, for almost as long. And Richard is one of the organizers of the Midwest Lotus User Group. MLOGU is coming up in a few weeks, and we'll talk about that on air. So, Richard, do you want to elaborate on what you guys do out at Taishan?
4: Yeah, Taishan uh, Works is a business partner, and we focus on currently on small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, our main Area is in Lotus brand. Uh, we also um, have our uh, Recore training products, which are basically end-user training solutions for the Lotus brand, which includes same time, quicker, and uh, Domino and Lotus Notes. Um, we've been around since uh, '93 and uh, been doing basically uh, all Lotus products. Uh, Taishan Works is primarily a uh, service provider uh, for um, the Lotus brand, and we focus uh, on delivering solutions uh, that works within the organization.
1: Thank you very much for joining us today.
4: Thank you and for Darren, having
2: Darren, if I can, oh, sorry, if I can chime in, I just wanted to point out, that's the second um, free training, or I guess maybe not free training, but the second training resource that we've heard mentioned, and I know there'll be a third one later on in the podcast, so from time to time we hear feedback from people saying, oh, we need Lotus training, we can't find any Lotus training, so we'll have at least three examples of where you can go for Lotus training this week, which is always good information.
1: That's, that's a valid point. Yeah, we, we hear that a lot in the quote-unquote quote community, um, and, and Lisa brings up a valid point. You know, we're going to hear about two or three just on this podcast alone. I'm sure a quick Google will prove, provide several more. Um, so we're got, we, we've got a specific uh, sequence of events. We're going to cover the, the weekly news later on. Um, but I invited Sean on, Sean Brown from IBM, on for a specific reasons, and, and that is to talk about the Lotus Protector for mail security and the Lotus Protector for mail encryption. Um, so, Sean, do you just want to kind of kind of kick it off and, and give our listeners a, a, a good overview of what these two products are inside of a Lotus Protector family for us? Sure, that sounds good.
3: Well, let me first start by talking about what is Protector in general. So. Lotus Protector is a, is a family of security products that are designed to extend the inherent built-in Notes and Domino security up to the Internet. So the problem we saw um, before releasing the Protector family was that, you know, Notes and Domino in, in its yellow bubble is very secure. You can send email back and forth between users encrypted. Uh, you know, you, you really have, you get the ACLs and whatnot protecting your environment. But once you open that up to the Internet, um, you run into all sorts of problems. You get spam, you get viruses, uh, you, you get issues trying to, uh, to cross-certify, you've got to share certificates for TLS encryption, just all sorts of issues that inhibit um, fluid communication. So the first release we have in the Protector family is Lois Protector for mail Security, and that came out back in 2008. And that's designed to address the the first threat, and that's spam and viruses. So it's going to sit at the customer's network edge, and it's going to look for any type of content in the email, including spam and viruses, and make sure that if if you don't want it coming through your organization, it's not going to come through your organization. But the legitimate email is still going to be passed through. And um, that, with with 851, we, we had our first integration point into the notes client so that users can actually view and control their quarantines within Notes. So if they're running the full client, they can actually see the quarantine messages on the Protector Gateway inside of the Notes client, so keeping that seamless workflow in Notes available rather than having to send a user to a separate web page to be able to view things like that. Uh, with that, uh, that also enables users to no longer have to require uh, Notes mail rules to be able to block unwanted content, so they can actually create a rule with a button in the 851 client that actually sends a rule to protector that says, at the gateway, block this email because I don't want this newsletter or I don't want this mailing list invitation anymore. Rather than having set up notes mail rule, which then uh, takes back performance on, on Domino and then also stores a message on Domino. We don't want that. We want it stored in the gateway off of Domino. Move the move the performance requirements onto another server that's uh, not in the Domino app, uh, in, in environment. Second, then, was the uh, release we came out with this year, which is lowest protected for mail encryption. And that's designed for, uh, you know, as the name implies, encrypting email. The concept here is, though, you know, customers have always had a, a wish and a desire to be able to encrypt an email to anyone. Uh, you can do that inside of notes. Uh, you can do that for cross-certified domains, but you can't to anyone on the Internet today. Well, that's what this product addresses. And when you send an email now today and you click the encrypt and sign button in, in your email, once the those buttons are clicked, the gateway then is going to take over control of that message and find the most seamless methodology on how to deliver it to the recipient. So it's going to determine if it's got some, some relationship with the recipient so it can send it directly to their inbox encrypted. If not, maybe it will deliver it to a web messenger on the protector server so the user gets a link and they can come view their message on a website. Uh, maybe it will send it an encrypted PDF. Many different options, but the concept is the user doesn't have to know anything other than to click the button to encrypt it and the recipient doesn't need to know anything other than maybe click a link to view the email. Or just download a small plugin in their in their uh, in their in their client and be able to view that encrypted email directly
1: in their inbox. And, and anyone that's that reads the blog um, will know I am a big fan of uh, both Lotus Protector products. But I had a pretty lengthy blog post on, on on mail encryption, and it is I'm always wary of products that claim to be seamless. But I will say, hand on heart, Lotus Protector for mail encryption is is seamless. It just works, and it it gets the best. As as it leaves my Domino server to someone on the internet, it just magically finds the best way. It really is a, a very impressive product. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had Chris Miller on 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 the on the podcast, and also he had a blog post about the Lotus Protector for Mail Security um, only being certified for for IBM hardware. Can you maybe touch on that as to the reasons why as well?
3: Sure. Um, yeah. So essentially, when when we released Mail Security, it was always in our, in our foremost thoughts that. Uh, we wanted to make it as easy to consume as possible by a, a Notes and Domino customer. So we wanted to make sure that they had different options and how to install it in their environment. And so the first release had the VMware installation, so you could install it in VMware, or you could buy it on our on our physical servers. And um, that that was just the, the first release, trying to make it uh, seamless. With the 2.51, re- uh, I'm sorry, the 2.5 release that came out this this past year. That extended it further by allowing customers to actually install the hardware of their choosing. So you can actually take our ISO file, uh, which has the applications and the operating systems bundled together, and install it on. I think right now we support four different X Series models. Uh, So from a 3250 up to a 3650. So very cost-effective models. You know, uh, 1500 bucks. You know, up to the very large 3650s. And that tries to make it very, very seamless for, from a consumer's perspective so that you're not forced into buying this big piece of metal that IBM is selling you. You don't, you don't have to buy the, 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 the applications bundled together on this big piece of iron. And if you want to expand, you've got to buy another piece of iron. Well, we, we didn't want to make it uh, locked like that, like the traditional physical appliance models are. We wanted to be able to allow flexibility. And, for example, if you have a disaster recovery center, you could install the, the VMware over there, but then maybe install a, a 30, 3550 in your primary uh, infrastructure. To Chris's question, though, and concern is around specifically supporting only IBM hardware. Well, really, that's, that's just the, the inherent nature of where we started from. Um, you know, we are IBM, so we have very easy access to IBM hardware, and those are the first servers that we could easily get access to and certify on. You know, it's just it's just the reality. Now, we are uh, expanding that certification with the mail, mail encryption product. We support uh, IBM, Dell, and HP hardware along with VMware. So you can see there that we've already... Uh, broached into other platforms besides IBM. It's not our goal to simply just support IBM hardware. It is our goal to make it heterogeneous so that customers can install on the hardware that they have in their environment and that it's flexible in that, ma- in that manner.
4: Okay. I th- yeah,
1: I think that kind of maybe answers the reason. You know, we are we IBM. We can just go to the IBM parts store inside of my building and, and pull out a 3250. <laughs> That's the
2: building Darren wants to work.
1: Yeah, yeah. While (laughs) you're there, can you get me a couple of 3650s and a couple of 3850s while you're there?
2: Darren's not allowed to go to any IBM hardware events because he comes back and he's like, I need a check for like (laughs) $100,000. No, no more hardware for you. So if I can jump in, I had some questions. We talked a little bit about hardware compatibility but I had some software compatibility questions. These are some things that we've kicked around the office as we talk about um, the protector products, and that is Lotus Protector for Mail Security that does the um, antivirus and the spam blocking works really, really well with notes. When I open my notes client, on the left I have my folders, inbox, any folders that I set up, and towards the bottom of that column, it just says blocked messages. I can click on that, And see what got blocked. So, if I, you know, if somebody insists that they sent me an email and maybe my spam filter got it, I can look and say, well, no, I can see everything that the spam filter got and it's not in here. Did you, you know, spell Lisa with an I or with a Z? Um, And so that's really, really handy. But I'm wondering in the Microsoft world, if somebody uses Outlook, do they have that same? Um, integration, and if they don't have the same integration, does it still work for everything except being able to view the messages? How does that work, Sean?
3: Sure. So, Outlook users have a little bit different environment. So, for for an Outlook uh, customer, we have a macro that allows them to uh, send spam off to our, our data center. So, uh, if, they, uh, if they get a spam message, you know, we're, we're 99.5% effective against blocking spam. You can, anyone can go out to ICSAlabs.com, our certification. I'm happy to send people there because it shows, you know, that it's not just our marketing, marketing guys saying that we're effective, but it really is independently certified to be effective. But uh, for Outlook customers, there's a little macro. that lets them uh, send off those, you know, one spam a week that they get off to our data center. Um, but then for actually connecting in and viewing the quarantines and working with the block list, Outlook users can utilize our, our iNotes interface for Protector, which is a web interface. So they can actually go to a website uh, outside of the, the, the uh, Outlook environment and actually view and manage the quarantines and their block and just like the Notes user can inside of Notes, but it's on a separate interface. Alternately, for any user, be it Notes or Outlook or otherwise, we also have a, a quarantine report that could be emailed that has the same functionality as well in it. Uh, But it's actually an email report that comes into you that allows you to click on uh, the emails if you want to deliver to them in your inbox, if you want to add a user to a block or allow list, all within an actual email report. So it's basically three different functionalities. There's the integrated notes client, there's the web interface, and then there's the quarantine report.
2: Gotcha. So if I'm an Outlook user, I get two out of the three. I can still go and look at blocked messages on the web I'm still going to get the summary of here's what was blocked I just don't have a little thing on the left that I can click on which that seem, seems seems <laughs> seems okay it's and it, it's not all bad that notes is a little bit better I think notes is a little bit better most of the time but um, now let me ask for the so, so outlook users will be accustomed to that for the mail encryption product again works with outlook and exchange correct
3: Yes, fully supported. So the mail encryption client is fully supported on both Outlook and on uh, the Notes environment. So you can install it, and there's no 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 change in functionality between the two.
0: Gotcha.
2: Okay, so I can sell to anybody. Yep. Yep. Yay! I got my homework assignment.
1: That's right. Um, Richard, did, did, have you guys? You guys are a BP. So have you ever looked at the Lotus Protector stuff?
4: Yeah, we actually um, yeah, have some of our customers on Lotus Protector um it's a good product we uh it's an easy install uh, we set up as a vmware um sessions usually uh we're usually working with small businesses and are looking trying to keep everything in one box so we usually buy ibm boxes and then partition it so that uh to be a domino uh, um, uh, partition and then we have an uh, installed protector
1: and that's that's generally how we do it as well. We, we've installed it as a VM, and I, I, I was a bit taken aback by Chris's comment as well. And you'll probably hear me kind of <laughs> arguing with him a bit on the on episode seven. Um, I was I was a bit taken aback, but any, I can kind of understand that.
4: Uh, no, Sean, is there any performance improvement that they're having as, as a you know, ISO that's more dedicated towards IBM server versus VM?
3: Yeah, so it's not actually a performance improvement dedicated towards IBM, it's just the difference between virtualization and physical hardware. So with Protector specifically, and this is not an, an IBM software statement in general, but just Protector, um, we have a, a big performance difference between virtualization and physical hardware. So um, you can see if, you, if, you, uh, if you're running it in a, in a virtual environment, you should get maybe up to around 70,000 messages per hour processed through the server. In a physical environment, we start out in a 3250 processing 115,000 messages per hour and go up to 360,000 messages per hour in a 3650. Um, So almost double performance between a a virtual installation and a physical installation. However, 70,000 messages per hour is a pretty significant number of messages that you're processing. So for even a a medium-sized customer, uh, that can handle uh, probably most most of their environment rather than having to go to a physical server. Um, and, and just one, one other point to, to add on to that. So there is nothing in our ISO that um, says, is this an IBM hardware? Yes, let it install. If not, don't. There's, there's nothing like that. It simply says, can I find the hard drives in, in your server? Can I find the CD-ROM drives in your server? And as Chris pointed out, and if I can, then I'm going to install it. If I can't, then I can't install, obviously. Uh, so there's nothing that, we, that we're forcing users to buy IBM in any way, shape, or form. It's just if the installer works, then, then you're, you're, you're good to go. If it doesn't, then um, you know, it's probably not a supportive system.
1: So, so, so just to clarify, Sean, the, the reason it won't install on HP hardware is just because there's not a driver on that ISO installer, correct? That's the long and the short Um bit.
3: Yeah, essentially. I mean, basically, the, the, the way that, that HP um, has their drives uh, mapping set up is different from how IBM and other manufacturers um, assign the drive lettering. And so, basically, the, the installer um, is not able to find that the actual HD, and so it's trying to actually write back to the CD drive when you install it on an HP server. Um, if you install other servers, IBM, Dell, the like, um, you'll have
1: no issues. Uh, so. Aha! We now know the cause. It's a misnaming of the drives by Hewlett-Packard. <laughs> well, um, no,
3: I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're
1: not able to find the drives. So. so I'm guessing then, because it, it is a Linux install, it doesn't come across as SDA then, right? Is that the idea? That, that's correct. Aha, okay. So I guess we have an official answer then. It's it's because they, they, they don't, there's no nomenclature standard for drives, and Hewlett Packard just picked a different letter than A, which everybody else picks. Okay. But, so so can we touch on for a second, because I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, about, about the... the the, the roadmaps for Lotus Protector both products that we saw at Lotusphere um can you kind of touch on on where these two products will be going maybe over the next 3 to to 12 months give or take
3: sure um yeah no problem well, let me first start i got to you know make that legal disclaimer anything i say should not be used for purchasing <laughs> justifications or you know anything is subject to change so don't make any uh, purchases based on anything of law.
1: <laughs> yes exactly I didn't sit at Holiday Inn Express last night so
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> with that said um, we, we've got uh, a pretty exciting release uh, plan for the end of this year with the mail security product it's going to be leveraging uh, some functionality that we have in notes today so that customers can uh, look uh, do do deep content inspection of attachments inside of email so today mail security product can uh, do any type of content analysis you want in clear text an email so if you want to look for credit card numbers, social security numbers, spam viruses uh, URLs, anything you want. You can do that today, but not inside of the actual attachments in an email. And with the next release, it'll actually allow you to, to extract those attachments and actually look inside them so you can actually do uh, what we call lightweight DLP, basically. So uh, doing uh, lightweight data loss prevention of whatever content you want to look for in emails. That's in the uh, the next release of, uh, of the mail security product. Um, we've also got, uh, certainly on the long-term roadmap, also strategies to move towards a cloud environment as all the other products are going to Lotus Live. Protector is also following that straight strategy so that we'll be uh, hopefully in the near future delivering a solution that will be able to, uh to, to deliver, uh to leverage protector in a cloud environment and uh, then the last uh, Last notable one is also the uh, the inspection for for domino internal traffic so that customers can have antivirus protection For your domino internal users, but on a protector gateway
1: That's a couple of things I've been asking for so I'm, I'm, I'm now smiling on the inside um (laughs) it's uh, so i guess then with 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 the addition of lotus protector for mail security ben lotus protector for mail encryption when you've got the quote-unquote lightweight dlp that gives you pretty much a i'm trying to think of a word that gives you an edge that kind of protects from everything leaving your network correct you can either filter it or force it to go to encryption is that what i'm seeing?
3: Yes, everything in SMTP environment. So it should, shouldn't be. Why we call it lightweight is that it doesn't extend to anything beyond the SMTP protocol right now. So if you're concerned about connections quicker, same time, those are on a roadmap, but they're not protected by the product today. So if customers are concerned about data leaving those those environments, then they actually then, then they needed to address that through a different product offering. We're just invi- we're just concerned about messaging today, but it is on our roadmap. It's not something we forgot about.
1: Okay. So, so lightweight just means SMTP. That's what we mean yes. by lightweight. Okay, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, okay, so we'll we'll move on to our next topic unless anyone oh. has. Okay, Lisa has. Anyone.
2: <laughs> um, before we do, um, I understand, Sean, that there are some compliance issues that have caused a lot of people recently to take a serious look at um, Lotus Protector for mail encryption including some state-specific laws that have been passed I believe in Massachusetts and um, I think the other one was Arizona can you talk just a little bit about you know obviously mail encryption is a good idea just in general Darren has always said don't write anything in an email but You wouldn't write on the back of the postcard but i think everybody sort of pretends that what they put in an email is secret and it's really not secure so it's a good idea in and of itself but can you talk a little bit about the compliance issue and who might be affected by that
3: sure there are quite a few states actually now passing legislation that uh, requires that companies uh, can be held liable for uh, inadvertent disclosure of personal information so massachusetts arizona uh, places like that jump to the to, to my head right now. And essentially, you know, a customer, a company can be financially liable if they accidentally disclose information via any uh, any communication channel, including email. So, if a user accidentally sends out your uh, your your healthcare information via clear text and uh, it can be intercepted on the internet, you can be held liable for that in certain states. And that seems to be expanding. It certainly uh, is is not is not is uh, is probably going to become the norm in the very near future. Um, and what, what you know, Protector really is designed to do is to make sure, not necessarily that you're, you're, you're preventing yourself from, uh, from malicious uh, disclosure of data where someone tries to, uh, to steal information or, or, or the like, but just the accidental disclosure of information. So if someone accidentally sends an email that has their credit card number, I was telling Darren uh, just this week, we did a, a proof of concept for mail security to customer uh, at the end of last year. And um, we, the Protector product has built in the credit card number, social security number detectors built into it. And so uh, within about 15 minutes of turning it on, we saw an email getting sent out of the company that uh, that uh, got blocked by the, by the compliance filter. And so we went and looked at it, and it turned out it was an executive that was sending his credit card number and an uh, and, and expiration date to an outside travel agency in clear text. And so, you know, that just goes to show it's not users are not necessarily intentionally trying to to uh, disclose information just it just happens and so that's what protectors designed to do is to not uh, not inhibit uh, communication but simply make sure that it's done so in a, in a secure fashion and that uh, that protects companies from from liability from uh, accidental disclosure
1: and, and and that's the key right is is we, we trust our users or we don't trust our users but we don't we don't implement the tools to make sure that level of trust or distrust is is, is provable and, and that's what I like this this kind of idea from especially when we can get uh you know quote unquote lightweight data loss prevention where you you know what's going out and you can take measures to rectify it either by encrypting it or by not allowing it out and i think that's going to be the big move in the industry over the next couple of years, especially as these laws come out. And just to clarify, I, I would I would take my statement that Lisa quoted me a, a step further, that don't put anything in email unless you're using a, a encryption or, or DLP solution. Don't put anything in email that you wouldn't put on a billboard.
2: <laughs> well, and Darren, I think a lot of times it's not a question of trust or not trust. It's just there are certain people inside an organization whose job it is to know about IT stuff, and then the rest of us have other areas of expertise which are equally important. Once you get, you know, outside of IT, um, and so a lot of times it's just this is, you know, this is not my area of expertise, and I didn't know I couldn't send a credit card, and so it's really IT. Um, I think it's an education issue more than a, a trust issue, but it's to, I guess, sort of help people. Um, we're, we don't all have the same strengths, so if somebody and, and, might not know that to help them work around it.
1: And I, and I don't disagree, but it's a bit like saying to a user, don't go to a site that has a virus because you don't have any antivirus software. You still have to put some preventative measure in there to make sure that the user isn't accidentally doing stuff. And I think Sean's example is, is a very good example of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we've beat that horse to death, unless anybody <laughs> else has anything to say. <laughs> um, Richard, let's talk about the the MW Log, the the Midwest Users Group. Um, that starts in a couple of weeks, right?
4: It starts at, um, in about four weeks, in August nineteenth through the twentieth. Uh,
1: oh, sorry, go ahead. Just 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 run, run your course. Do do your spin.
4: Okay. <laughs> just, a, just a brief overview is something that um, Greg Alwich and I started um, last year. This is our second year. Um, we kind of came up with this concept of having a regional user group conference in Lowest for uh, 2008. We're just kind of having some beers and we were trying to figure out you know how we get more uh, memberships into the user group in the Midwest. And we came with this concept of having a uh, user group conference. Um, This year, we're having in Cleveland. Each year, we move it to a different city. So last year, we had in Chicago. This year, we're having in Cleveland. And we'll make the announcement uh, for next year's uh, conference uh, at the closing session like we did last year. Uh, This year, we have a much bigger uh, variety of sessions. We have uh, somewhere between 35 to 40 sessions. Uh, We still have a whole bunch of sessions that are not on uh, the website yet. Um, We will have both some labs and some show-and-tell sessions. Uh, We have all sessions coming from business development, application development, to um, administration. Um, This year we have uh, nine users group uh, participating, ranging from um, people from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. So it's really a Collaboration of um, all nine different user groups in the Midwest. Um, And we have basically all volunteers from different parts of the Midwest region uh, participating and help out in terms of creating this whole thing together. Um, Like last year, uh, we asked, the the conference itself is free, but we asked for a $35 donation. uh, And we used that $35 donation to help. give back that money to the users groups and based on, you know, the attendees' uh, uh, choice, you know, where they want the money to go to. And then that money is given to the users group to help fund their meetings, which uh, we all know that, you no, know, you guys run users groups. Uh, you, know, it is, you know, the money is always short, so we, you know, this is a way to help uh, raise money. Last year we raised about $3,500 for the users groups, and this uh, year we're hoping to raise about the same. Um and this year we added one more thing is that we're um, trying to uh, – our focus is really build, for this year is building the community through collaboration. That's our tagline. So one of the things we're doing this year is to uh, help out uh, some nonprofit organization and raise money. So as part of the conference, we're asking for a $10 donation for a raffle, and uh, the raffle is for a uh, weekend stay at the uh, Penn Garden Inn which is where the hotel, we're having conference and includes breakfast and a number of amenities. So uh, part of that is for for $10 donation, you get a chance to win that uh, $500 weekend at the the hotel. Um, Our opening speaker uh, for this year is Scott Rourke, who is the president and CEO of uh, One Community, which is another uh, organization involved in trying to build technology within the, the Midwest Facility in Ohio, and then we have our um, Dave Vai uh, is actually the opening speaker for IBM this year. And uh, one of the things that myself and you Power Darren I don't know if you have a situation is that you know, uh, at Lotus Fair, you know, you, it's very hard to get your uh, get your abstract submitted and become a speaker. So, given the number of people who you know, submit their abstracts, um, so. Each year, you know, one of our goals is to give uh, new speakers a chance to speak. And so uh, part of our our goal always been since last year is to uh, make sure that 25% of the speakers are brand new speakers so that they they never get a chance to speak in Lotus or or some other major conference. So um, this year we have about, actually about 30% of the speakers are new speakers. Um, so they're giving the chance to really kind of uh, be, a, be a speaker in a major event without having to, you know, uh, go through the process of what they have in Lotus Fair. Yeah, uh, this year we have you know, a variety of different uh, sessions. Uh, we have our X-Pages uh, Bootcamp Camp Series, which uh, includes uh, seven se- uh, sessions. Um, Dave Lee and uh, Scott Good and a number of people are um, providing uh, – uh, a great discussion of XPages, uh, ranging from f- if you don't know nothing about XPages. So, for example, if you're just a uh, sheer uh, LotusScript developer and never done anything with XPages or even web stuff, uh, we have um, stuff for beginners all the way to advanced sessions covering uh, JavaScript, uh, server side like JavaScript, and also advanced techniques that uh, David's going to be uh, providing. Um, and one of the things that uh, being a business partner uh, that's focused in the small business market, one of the things that we're going to be having, which I don't see any, in any of the is discussions with um, uh, small businesses, how to market the Lotus of small businesses. And that's one of our uh, very popular uh, discussion right now in some of the Lincoln discussions we have. Um, so it's a, it's a kind of a unique um, Conference that we have is really focused on uh, promoting the uh, Lotus brand within the Midwest. Uh, we have a lot of the uh, Lotus um, IBM uh, reps involved who are involved in the Midwest, and uh, we have a number of new announcements uh, coming up uh, next week. Uh, some surprises that uh, people aren't aware of yet. So, uh, in about four weeks, now, we're going to have a great time. We um, last year we had. Um, a some special events on Thursday. Hopefully, this year the weather would hold better than last year. Uh, last year it rained raining on us when we are on the boat. So.
1: <laughs> That's always the way it goes. Yeah. Um, I, I actually I think it's a very good idea giving, giving some new speakers a chance because it is very hard to get into the lowest sphere. And there's an awful lot of paperwork that goes into the lower sphere as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> l- l- luckily for me, I I have some dubious pictures of, of people like Christian Holzing and, and Paul Mooney in <laughs> dubious positions. <laughs> so I, I, I can use my, my, my pictures of them for good and evil. Uh, oh, Darren. So so, um, <laughs> I, I, so, so we, know, we know when it is. Are, are there still any, any spaces left? Can can people just go to the website? I guess it's mwlook.com, right?
4: Yeah, there, there, there's still uh, some uh, open, opening uh, for attendees. Um, we are making a new announcement of a, a special sponsor uh, next week, so look for that. Um, there's a number of different uh, things that are occurring that we haven't announced yet, uh, but uh, we have uh, probably you know, a couple dozen slots still left uh, for attendees to attend, um, and in uh, The the makeup is uh, quite different than uh, most people, um, uh, what surprised me most is that most of our attendees have never heard of uh, Planet Lotus, uh, Uh, or any of these uh, uh, online communities. Um, So we're trying to um, provide not just uh, a conference, but also get them involved in the Lotus community. Um, And a lot of them are new to it, so they're, uh, it's a, a lot of newbies, basically, so.
1: And, and, and that's always good. And, and just, just just to clarify, this is not just open to people from the nine user groups, right? It's, it's open to anyone who can get there, correct?
4: Yeah, anyone can get there. Um, it's a little bit like am Log, but it's really kind of focused on trying to promote the Midwest. Um, we're not trying to compete with other uh, conferences. We're trying to uh, basically um, be a good resource, not just, a, not just as a conference, but also a long-term resource for organizations there are in the Midwest uh, in fact we're actually uh, start helping start a um, new users group in Indiana which right now currently does not have a users group so um, so there's, a, there's be a you'll probably see starting this year uh, a lot more involvement in terms of what we're doing in, in more long term just for the for a conference
1: great and, and just to reiterate for, for the actual attendee, The only price is a flight and the hotel. The conference is free. You ask Mm -hmm. for a donation. And anyone that doesn't give a donation, tell me their names and I will read them aloud on the next (laughs) We'll we'll shame them into the $10 or the $35 donation. Yeah.
2: But, Darren, in all seriousness, I know a lot of companies' travel budgets are tight, if not non-existent. Training budgets are tight, if not non-existent. So... Yes, in theory, your boss should pay for this and pay for you to go. But if your boss is not going to, I would really encourage people to invest in themselves, invest in their skill sets, invest in your career. It is not your boss's job to provide you with an income for life. That is your job. So this is a way to do that. You know, yes, everybody's budget is tight, not just the company's. But I would really encourage people, especially if you travel for work and you have points, you might be able to get a discount on the airfare or the hotel. It's worth going to these kind of sessions. And, you know, it's not like Lotusphere where it's $2,000 just to register. Um, So I would really encourage folks, especially if you're in the local area, to attend this and to support the local groups that meet quarterly too. They are really there to help you guys develop your skills, understand what's going on. And, you know, again, I really believe – the way things are going everybody is in business for themselves and so when you invest in your education you're investing in your ability to stay relevant keep a job regardless of what happens with the company where you are now so i think it's really important and richard just to kind of go back a little bit this is for i would assume primarily domino developers domino administrators who else would get benefit from attending
4: well, we're not just covering, covering the Domino brand. Um, we, we're covering the, all the different types of Lotus brands, uh, including the same time and quicker, um, and all the rest of the other products out there. Um, the people that really will benefit from it are, regardless of you know, whether you're a manager or if you are a uh, developer or, or administrator, is really if you're working with the, the Lotus brand, you, you will benefit from being in a conference like this. Um, and one of the goals, what one of the reasons why me and Greg came up with this concept was that more and more of our clients were having a hard time going to Lotus Fair. It was just getting too expensive for them. And this is this is in the 2008 when the company started tanking and basically a lot of, some of the companies and uh, the training, for example, was tanking before then and. Terms of uh, you know, cutbacks and everything, so we wanted to figure a way to, you know, build the Lotus brand within our community, but at the same time, you know, provide them uh, uh, an educational area uh, menu so that they can learn about some new stuff, new stuff that uh, Lotus has. But at the same time, you know, build the community in terms of getting to know who each who each other is. Um, a lot of us, you know, talked on online or you know I met once twice but uh, here and you know, especially in a local area you know you get the chance to know who each other are and I'm, I'm amazed that you know a number of people who have live in the Midwest now who now know each other and are working together on projects because you know, they met last year at the NW love um, so there's really trying to build this our community and trying to build a brand because uh, uh, right now you know we're is the, the, the market is so dynamic with all the different players out there. Uh, you have to really educate yourself, uh, regardless if you're working for an organization or you're working on your own, uh, to really build your skills and also build your network. Because you never know, you know one day you know, you're working at a, a job and you think your job is secured, but next day you, you're out the door. Um, and you need to build that network within your community but at the same time build your skills.
1: And, Absolutely, and I, and, and I think that's true. You know, with with the X Pages has been around for probably what a year, a year and really? a half now, give yeah. or take. And and I think people are still having trouble finding the time at their own organisations to go and do X Pages. And I think if you could take two days. Um, you know to attend a, a, a free conference and, and go and sit in a session and one of the other things I want to point out about the NW look is it's on the the 19th and the 20th of August which is a Thursday and a Friday so you're not right in the middle of a week you're not at the beginning of a week which is sometimes difficult to get away on a Monday because crap always happens on the weekend right <laughs> it never, never happens on a Wednesday it always <laughs> happens on a Sunday um, so you know you awesome
4: know, like, CEO too
1: <laughs> Yeah, really uh, so I like the timing. I like the fact that it's right a Thursday or Friday, you know, maybe take a long weekend and, and, and see see a bit of a bit of Ohio. And and Sean, are you attending any of the lugs this year as a speaker or anything?
3: Uh I don't believe so. Not yet actually. Okay. And, well, and
2: Sean, I see another visit to the southeast in your future. Then you need to come and talk to some of us about Protector. That would be great.
3: That sounds good. Usually, the the lug meetings for me end up. I get an email, you know, a couple days before. Hey, Sean, you want to come stop by? You know, wherever it is. And uh, so that's usually how it rolls with me. And and the little well, birdie told me you learn learning X pages, right? That's true. That's true. So yeah, I can. I have been dabbling in that. Uh, it's uh, been. Uh, Certainly rewarding to see uh, tangible results to my uh, to my Ernst. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you just got major uh, geek street cred with our listeners there.
1: <laughs> A product manager who can code? What?
2: Yay! You've,
1: you've just exploded 400 people's heads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and Aaron, um, one other thing that I did want to bring out about not just MWLug, but all of the big you know day or multi-day lugs and also the smaller quarterly meetings that um, are going on in a lot of areas is one distinction i want to be sure to make is a lug is not the same as an LCTY LCTY is Lotusphere comes to you it is an IBM led initiative sometimes a local partner will host one but IBM determines to a great deal how those events are structured, what is covered, what the tone is. Now, they're fantastic. We did two in the southeast this year. We did one in Jackson, Mississippi and one in Greenville, South Carolina. But let me just be clear on the difference in intention. The intention of an LCTY is, "Hey, people that have heard of Lotus, come and see what's new with the products that are using and what new products We would like to sell you. And it is very good, again, educational. It's good to know what's going on in your field if you're in the Lotus world. But the intention is to show you stuff that you might want to buy. The intention behind a Lotus user group is it's the community. It's Lotus customers, Lotus partners, and yes, IBMers. But the intention is much more around education, networking, knowledge transfer, you may stumble across something that you want to buy, but it is not a sales-led initiative, and it's not IBM-led. And we love IBM, but, again, this is, you know, people that are <laughs> – it, it's kind of a different reality. So these are folks that are, you know, again, it sounds like has a big mid-market and SMB focus. So these are folks that are working with clients like your organization or – you know, work at companies like the company you work for. And so they're going to be dealing with the same kind of issues you're dealing with. And it's much more really about education and collaboration versus, hey, here's everything we got. If you see anything you want, place your order at the end of the event. Both are good and both are important. And I think people should attend both, but it's a very different format and it's a very different intention. And so I think it's good to have something like that that is community led just for the education value.
4: Yeah, I want to add a couple of things. Um, you know, the attendees are coming to our NWLog you know, range anywhere from the super large organizations down to the smaller organizations. But one of the things that we try to bring that's unique to NWLog is that um, we have sessions that are, I would consider out of the bounds of what you would see normally see in the um, you know, Lotus uh, conferences. Uh, And the reason why is that we're trying to get other organizations that do not really use Lotus products that much or we don't, not at all, uh, into the community. And this reason why uh, we actually have sessions like, for example, uh, Adobe Flex integration with Domino. Uh, We actually have two sessions uh, on that, uh, trying to bring in. the chance for organizations who haven't used uh, Lotus products to be looking at Lotus, Lotus products. Um, and, and what we're doing actually this year is actually we're giving away uh, some Adobe products thanks to Adobe. They actually donated some um, software to us that we give away. So uh, so we actually have other sessions kind of similar to that where it's really not just focused on the Lotus product, but how to use the Lotus product with other products that – Amortization might be using, uh, and so that if a company who's using uh, Lotus Flex might be considering using Lotus Domino. So. And we, we
1: sometimes we, we sometimes forget that it is a heterogeneous environment. And uh, you know, I know Jake Howlett has been playing with Flex for quite a while. There's a lot of Flex on his blog. And, and I think we get lost in that. But, you know, it's not just X pages. It's not just Lotus Script. And I, and I think that's a very good point, actually, that you probably wouldn't see something like that at Lotusphere.
4: Yeah, they would they, ban that. Also, they would ban my UX page, pages that I've been working in the project I'm working on, too. So, um, so we're trying to, you know, give a higher diversity. And we have to really consider the fact that, uh, you know, we're not – in this Lotus bubble, we are also working in a, uh, with other products out there, so it's important to be able to integrate with those other products, uh, and that's we're trying to uh, in that way trying to bring other organizations into the Lotus community, which uh, hopefully will be successful this year in getting more people involved. So,
1: yeah, and and just as a reminder, while while we're talking about looks, um for for those, I, I think there's a couple of spots left on the I am log. Which I think starts August 2nd or 3rd, uh, which is not too far away. Um, you know, that's another one of the big, quote unquote, free, independent, non IBM led lotus user groups where there's a ton of free training. So, you know, there's back to back, and I think Tri State Lug is coming up soon as well.
2: Yep. And IM Lug is in St. Louis, correct?
1: I think it is, yes.
2: Yep, yep.
1: And, and then Tri State
2: oh. Lug is usually New York. Um, that area
1: yeah New York Connecticut New Jersey I believe and has, has collab you happened I don't know
2: I think it's September okay yep so we should put that on the agenda for a future this yep. week in Lotus
1: yes true
2: stay tuned for updates
1: that's right stay tuned for more <laughs> free stuff um. <laughs> I do want to emphasize
4: uh, the one thing about all the these conferences and you know, logs is that you know we don't get paid for doing this um, you know, Chris Miller, and his, it's all really a donation of our time and effort, and it's really a volunteer uh, effort from all different uh, people, from either you know, IBM business customers or IBM business partners or um, IBM themselves. We, you know, in our group, we have a number of IBM members who are helping out, and it's really we donate our time to kind of help promote this those community. So. Uh, if your viewers are thinking, oh, well, we get paid for this, no. You <laughs> put so much time into this, it's amazing. So.
1: yeah, and, and and I think you guys need applauded for this. And I also want to point out that, that the time and the effort and the free nature in no way reduces the quality. You are going to see presenters of the same, if not higher quality, than you would see a Lotusphere.
2: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And um, along those lines, sponsorship opportunities for most of these conferences are still – available so in addition to being people that are interested in lotus a lot of them are also people who spend money so um, if you are interested in supporting the community and your organization would like to sponsor some of these conferences if you're interested in selling to these folks you're an isv that has a product that plays real nicely definitely contact the folks that are organizing these conferences and let them know because i will tell you um hotel space is not cheap and um, the food and all of these things in order to make it free they're not free the hotel charges the food people charge um, so they're very expensive to hold and the only way they can make it free for attendees is by sponsors coming in and supporting and in exchange for that you do get tremendous visibility i know they help Weave your topics into the sessions and get your logo out there. So, if that is something that your organization is interested in, it is not too late. Definitely contact the coordinators through their websites. You can just Google MW Lug, IM Lug, ILug over in Ireland and let them know.
1: So, I think we've talked sufficiently about lugs. The the whole there is no free Lotus Notes training is obviously wrong. Um, let, let's talk about Xpages. So, Richard, you mentioned a couple of times in that about your UX kind of stuff. Um, I think it's been a pretty good week for Xpages. It's kind of ironic that four weeks ago, Lotus application development is dead, and then we're starting to see a deluge of Xpages information, uh, specifically out on OpenNTF. You, you know, um, Nicholas Heildorf and, and, and Steve Castledine have, have released yet another version of, of the Xpages mobiles controls he's uh, Nicholas is also showing a, a rather intriguing little piece of crack cocaine demo uh, of, of open of the of mobile controls with 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 blackberry are you seeing any interest in, in X pages up in the Midwest Richard
4: um, yes we're beginning to see you know, some you no know, developments in X pages um, there you know, it has been some resistance in terms of you know, making huge investment into it until they see more movements. Um, but uh, it's beginning to move. You know, I, I, I really you know, understand the direction that IBM is heading toward with Xpages and how you know, it's basically revolving uh, the whole notes client and how application level is uh, heading uh, for IBM. Um, and it's a good direction to be heading and uh, we are beginning to see not just uh, X pages being uh, used in the notes client, but uh, primarily for the, the web client actually uh, also interested in doing mobile client. So.
1: And, and I think it's going to morph into a, eventually into an application development platform where you can write once in X pages, and with a bit of tweaking it will work in the notes client, the XPage application, it'll work on the web in any browser, and it'll also work on, on mobile devices, be it BlackBerry, Android, or iPhone and I think that is a powerful powerful message to people out there that right once run anywhere, which have been promised for decades with Java but has never quite happened is ironically going to come from from, from XPages which uh, nobody kind of thought and, and speaking about that, you know, Declan Lynch, um, who is probably the father of all training manuals <laughs> of X Pages, uh, this week has started work on, on X Pages' template for the Blogosphere. And I, I've been lucky enough to look at it uh, privately, and all I can say is, wow, um, the difference between a, a Lotus classic version of the Blogosphere template and his new X Pages template is, is nothing short of amazing. So I think it really is going to take off. Um, so let's let's talk about 852. So over the past couple of weeks, um, we, we've started to see hints about 852 is going to come out. I think Paul Mooney used the the quote unquote phrase "impending," um, and, and Mooney Paul has already started his famous list of what is supported by 852 on his on his blog. So if you've got if you're an ISV and you've got uh, a product you might want to check to see if it's in 852 supported already and if it is going added it to his blog because he builds out a list um we you know there's a couple of blog postings I've got a few there's a few out there so if you search on 852 you'll see what the new features are mainly the new replicator there's a lot of X pages fixes uh Paul Hanan on the X pages blog has a whole slew of changes or, or fixes in in X pages on his blog so be sure to read that um, and it is imminent. I do know the date, but I can't tell you. Um, but I do have a little hint. And the hint is that, that the Ed Brill, just like the Ohio State University, <laughs> the, the Ed Brill uh, will, will be on the August the 13th This Week in Lotus show. And I'll let you guys, the listeners, read into that what you will. Um, I'm pretty sure Ed wouldn't be on the show if there weren't more uh, than at least one announcement wing its way around that period of time. Um, has, has anyone had a chance to look at 852 I know Lisa you're using it, uh, it, it <laughs> it's, it's, it's not different to you right it's yeah, user, it's not
2: yeah. works great,
1: <laughs> it works great. Works I can send like and receive
2: email I love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not an Xpages developer so I don't think that this is really for me um, the main question that we're getting and I believe it's actually going to be post 8.5.2, but um, the new version of Traveller that does Android, that seems to be the, the real anticipated thing. And that is coming soon, but after 8.5.2? Is that your understanding, Darren?
1: Yeah, um, I'm under NDA, so I can't really comment on ah. dates. Um, oh,
2: okay, Stay but, tuned. For but but what ahead. I
1: can say is another big feature coming with, with the 8.5.2 release, and again, hint, hint, cough, cough, it is going to be on the twill on, on August the 13th, um, oh. is, is the fact that Traveller is now going to be able to run on a Linux Domino server. That's uh, a big thing for us. It, it, it's a very good thing, you know, and and I think it's 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 a very interesting turnabout with Microsoft. That IBM, it looks to me like IBM may have just rewrote the ActiveSync engine to run on Linux, which has got to upset Microsoft quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, not that I'm not all for that, but I think that's a very, very good thing. But now we can put a Traveller server up on Linux. You're not burning server cals. You're not having to buy Windows server licenses to do that, right? Put up a SUSE or maybe even a CentOS so if you hack it and, and, and off you go. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. But as Lisa said, um, the, the Android piece of Traveller is in uh, closed beta today. There, there is a link somewhere if you search on the interwebs. To, to get access to the closed beta, if you're interested, but that'll be post 852. Um, I, I think the last official public date I heard was, was maybe Q3 Q4. So take that for what you will. <laughs> um, we're about out of time. Uh, so let's just skip to the, the, the tips. Um, every week we ask our guests and our hosts to come up with a tip and I'm quickly running out of useful things to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> so I will go last while I make one up. Um, I, I know, Sean, you were having a couple of issues. Are you back on the line? I guess not. Okay, we'll skip straight to... Uh, he said no on, uh, <laughs> on that. <thing>. He <laughs> accidentally put his, his Skype into mute on his iPhone and he can't get it off. I've just outed you on... on on Twill, Sean. Hey, he's Um, not
2: the Skype product manager. uh,
1: That's right, he's not. (laughs) His product wouldn't have this problem.
2: That's right. (laughs)
1: Um, So I'll actually read Sean's out, and Sean's is, he's been in Atlanta for the last few days, and he said, uh, the South Terminal Security Checkpoint has fewer scanners, but it is harder to find so that the lines are much shorter. So I guess if you're going through Atlanta to fly out... You know, maybe go to the south side because it, it, even though it has fewer scanners, no one, none of the travelers can find it because they all just follow the, the TSA agents funneling them. So that's actually not a bad tip. I didn't know that, and I travel out of Atlanta, like, at least once every two weeks. So that's actually quite a good, uh, a good idea. I like that a lot. Um, Lisa, what's your tip?
2: Ah, the Lotus Learning Center. Um, again, one of the frequent complaints is... My company has no training budget, but I need somebody to train me on Lotus. We've talked about two free resources from the community. Um, I know Richard's company does a lot. We have our tipsinto.com website, but IBM itself has what's called the Lotus Learning Center, and we will put the link to it in the show notes, and it's described. It's a wiki, and it says, find learning resources, including demonstrations, videos, tutorials, reference cards and web seminars to help you get started and one of the cool things just from a uh, personal standpoint is that the lotus learning center actually contacted us and asked for permission to include the tips into videos that we have on our website in the lotus learning center and we said absolutely that's the purpose of them is to help spread the word, educate the community, just link back to us. So um, those are out there as well. And the link that we'll put in the show notes will take you right to the part of the Lotus Learning Center that has the tips into videos. And that covers notes, dominoes, same time, quicker connections, and they're from a user point of view. So I'm a person, I'm trying to do my job. How do I do X in a Lotus product? So that is very exciting for us. And, uh, I guess Darren, do you have any additional?
1: I tips? I, I I will in a second. Um,
2: okay, <laughs> so so we should ask Richard that. Question
1: so 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 Richard, what's what, what what's your tip for the for the listeners?
4: Uh, let's see. My tip is if you're I just came came back from vacation, uh, up in other um, part of Minnesota, and if you're ever leaving, and going back on uh, thirty five, Route thirty five and. Um, you're leaving from uh, J. Cook State Park. Uh, make, be careful how you merge in because you can be run over by trucks with really
1: <laughs> these. <laughs> Sounds like Atlanta. <laughs> 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 um, and, and, and mine is actually leading on a bit from Lisa's, and that is that, that the Domino Wiki, which is the, what the link's going to be, all, also has free, I want to quote this again. Free, as in F-R-E-E. I know I have an accent to some of you Americans, so I'll spell it out. <laughs> um, free reference cards that you can download. they f- no cost. Download uh, the PDFs. You can send them to your users. They cover iNotes. They cover no- using Notes 8.5. They cover moving from Outlook to Lotus Notes. Um, and, and you can print them out double-sided, laminate them, give them to be users as you're going through 8.5 upgrade training or even new users entering your organization. I think that, that it's, it's, a, it's a splendid, splendid actual thing to do, and and we do that a lot of our clients, and it amazes me how many people don't know that. Um, so with that, we're, we're, we're going to wrap up. That was it. Thank you, uh, Sean Brown from IBM. Thank you, Richard Moy from Taishan, and thank you, Lisa Duke. We will speak to everybody next week.
0: All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by Moo.com, the home of the finest custom business cards, mini cards, postcards and much more. For more information and for details of exclusive promotional offers, browse to thisweekinlotus.com. Moo.